You ain't do nothing but run your mouth. No, I don't want to be humble now. You doubted me, nothing to talk about. Or, uh, oh, I forgot to, you know what I forgot to do? I forgot to loop the intro screen. Let's give them something to talk about. Oh, it just popped up. What do you mean? Yeah, so it just popped up. It runs once and then it's gone. But you gotta, uh, yeah, you have to click loop to loop it. So for anybody interested to know <laughs> all this shit, we did, we're here and ready to go at nine, but some technical difficulties between computers, cameras not working. It's all good now. It's frustrating. <laughs> we need, it's for fun. It's for fun, right? <laughs> well, we need a production manager is what we need. To come in and set it up. I don't know that we have anybody. I shouldn't say that stuff like this. But I don't know that we have anybody within our... We can't handle it. <laughs> There's. I'm 59 and I'm working on this stuff. And I always think, well, these younger kids out here and coaches will they ought to know this kind of technology be able to handle this stuff and then you realize once you get to know them that they're slaves to the technology but they're not <laughs> engineers of the technology that's a good point <laughs> it takes a lot of practice they you know, know how to, they know to get the content from the technology they don't know how to make the technology work to get the content yeah. <laughs> it's got its so, own little technical oh christ we got two computers we run the sound through one computer we run the cameras through each computer and then sometimes you're if your com computer doesn't recognize the camera we're not using our actual yeah you don't you, you it's nice to have a nice 4k camera by the way if you're doing this have is a, a keo a, a, pro is that what yeah keo pro it's from uh yeah. uh the razor people yeah who make all the gaming mouses and gaming headphones and mics and all that stuff and then what's really sucks is all this shit has to be wired and because if you go bluetooth bluetooth is just not dependable oh, enough and then you get then you, with any battery issues yeah too yeah so everything's got to be wired still in 2022. Give another year or two, and then it'll come out of our brain. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It'll come out of our brain. Um, so a few things to talk about today. We did it, you know, I sent out in my email that I thought would be fun to talk about. Um, the um, We're talking about, I want to talk about forging elite fitness. Um, it'd be fun to talk a little bit about the Liver King stuff. Just because he's big it's a hot in, topic. Well, right just because he's too. big, just because he's big in the fitness world, and especially within the CrossFit world, people know who he is, and he's done some incredible things on on Instagram and and even stuff, even a workout that you know I thought was amazing. That um, you talk about the juggernaut, yeah, the juggernaut. But there's a number of things that, that the guy's done, like to influence people, yeah. Um, and it's come out that he's juiced to the gills. <laughs> Um, we talk about Spartan the white sauce. I want to talk a little bit about the Spartan race and then our experience there. Uh, things that they can, things that they did right, and things that they can improve upon. Mm -hmm. And then the really important I wanted to talk about for affiliates, um, and it's time to start thinking about it. As painful as it is sometimes to think about it as an affiliate owner is planning for the open. If you want to have a really good open, because I had a phone call, phone call with an affiliate owner. Who'd you got? To, who'd you talk to? Um, Sarah at uh, uh, Vacaville. CrossFit North Vacaville. Yeah, cool. About the open. Awesome. But anyway, um, so the so I sent out well, I, I I was running in the rain last week. It was cold. I did not want to go. Um, and I, you know, it's kind of a metaphor for 
you know, getting started in fitness overall, but like, mm. you know, I think people think, well, you know, you're, you're out running every day, boy, you really want to go. No, man. I, I, that cup, really don't want to go. That cup of coffee I had before that day lasted a long time. <laughs> oh, look at the time. Too much right. time. On the you know, what's interesting though. Um, and I will, I will point out the benefits of social media because in the, every morning, what I do is I get up and I have a book that I read, uh, um, the stoic quotes and I kind of read and reflect on that a little bit. I try to not completely immerse myself in technology immediately when I wake up. And then uh, that's Ryan holiday's book, by the way, if anybody wants to look it up. Um, and, um, and then from there, I, um, I'll, I'll delve into the news mm-hmm. and we'll check my email and just make sure there's nothing on fire mm-hmm. um, with email. I'll run through those really quick and look at my calendar. So I don't, miss an appointment that I have, which I've done before. So I make a point to look at my calendar. Then I look at my email. It's a good idea. Then I look at, uh, then I go through the news, which always creates the most amount of stress. Interesting enough. I don't know why I still do it, but <sighs> such a slippery slope. It is. I look at the news. And then if depending upon how long that is, usually like, like 30 minutes and then I can go. And then if it's cold and rainy outside and I got to get motivated, my dogs want to go. That's, that's a good motivation right there. Cause I can tell when they want to go. But the next uh, motivator is I'll usually I'll pull up, you know, I'll, if I get to the, if, if I've gone through the news, the next thing I'll do is pull up social media. Look at social media for a second or longer, I confess. But there's, there's usually something motivating on there. Yeah. Or someone's doing something like, a, you know, David Goggins will come up first in my post <laughs> or Jocko Willink, all these guys that I follow. <laughs> the and, clock. <laughs> and by the way, follow these people. Yes. It, even if you're not interested in them, follow them because they'll have some message for you. Mm-hmm. That might resonate. And there's usually something I got. I got that guy, Papa Swolio. Yeah. yeah. Go to the fucking gym. Go to the fucking gym. <laughs> and as funny as it is, like I crack up just because it's just brilliant um, social media marketing on his part. Yeah. When he does that, I'm like, you know what? I need to go for my run. Yep. And I put down the phone and I go for the run. But anyway, so I went. And when I was out on this run, it was, it was, it was cold as wet. It took like, you know, a good five, 10 minutes before I kind of finally settled in and felt comfortable. And then I realized I was the only one out there. And this was about, you know, 6.45 in the morning. And I would literally, like, I went for, I ended up going for an hour because the cool air and the, you start to get into it and and you feel good. And um, Once you get you warm, warm in the oh, yeah. run, it's like you, yeah. can, you can go so much longer. Oh, yeah. Once your core gets warm. Yeah. Um, it, you, you keep going. But anyway, I looked and then I realized there's no one else out there. It's like, holy crap. Like, it's not that bad. Like, this is California. Anybody else listening across the country, I apologize. (laughs) That's, you know, that lives in more, much more extreme temperatures. Um, We are a bunch of sissies. They're more elite in the snow. We we, we are thin skinned sissies out here. (laughs) (laughs) So we, but anyway, and then I, then I started paying attention to like people looking at me in cars and the, and people's faces, it was crack up. Like people were just like, you could tell they were, there there was, you know, it's so shocking. And then it made me feel good. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm doing something that's, that's kind of different than what everybody else is doing. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, fl- you know, as my daughter says, you're flexing. Yeah. I'm flexing a little bit with my, with my run, but it made me feel good. But it, hopefully, and I think, you know, it's like me getting the Instagram post with, you know, the guy telling me to go to the fucking gym. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a way to send a message to other people. Hey, you know, you can do this too. Yeah. And I know that like when I see people, exercising working out come in here and i see someone in a hard work i'm like fuck i need to work out today like you see it and you want to do it you want to emulate it emulate it but what's what's neat about it is it um and the way i was thinking about it is you know if 
Yeah, I, I go, I've been doing it now three and a half years because it's my age, my dog's been going for these runs in the morning. And most of the time, I hardly see anybody at all. If I go into open space, it's one or two people. Mm -hmm. And this is an open space that I drive 20 minutes to. This is open space that's like a few blocks down the road, a half mile away from my house. And I go into open space and I won't see, there's days when I won't see a soul. Anybody. Yeah. At, you know, and, and it's really remarkable to me. And so then I started thinking, well, then essentially it's, you know, in some ways I'm elite, right? Just because I'm the only guy in my kind of small geographic, granted, it's a small geographic area. You know, if you went to an area where there was a college town and young people, you'd probably see more people. Mm -hmm. But where I am, I'm, I'm essentially elite. And it kind of makes, it makes me feel good and it's inspiring for me and motivating for me. Um, but it's also, I hope, I hope when other people say it, that it's inspired for them. And I always tell people all the time, just do it, just go, just walk, mm -hmm. just get out. If you start, if you just start getting up out of bed, lacing up the shoes, dress warm at first, um, you'll, you'll, you know, you'll learn how to adjust the temperatures and, and, and layer for temperatures it's, as you get into it. It's kind of like, I mean, have you ever taken a cold shower after a training session? Yeah. Or just a cold shower in general. Cold it's that in initial general. like shock. That's you right. know, it's it, it just jump in. Just oh, yeah. go for it. Just jump in. Get yourself breathing and just go. Literally in a couple minutes. And even if it's just walking, mm -hmm. like you are going to be elite mm -hmm. if you do it. And what's cool is if you do it in the morning. Especially if you're carrying a ruck. Yeah. <laughs> carrying a ruck. And that's what I started doing too. I started yeah. carrying a backpack. And it yeah. kind of makes me feel proud to carry a backpack. And I mm -hmm. and and part of me wants people to ask, hey, how much how much do you got in that backpack? Yeah. Well, I don't know if a lot of people realize that they're weighed in there. No, they're I don't think they do. Um when, morally. Though when I see when I see others, like if I've seen someone back, I'm like, oh, they're rocking. Yeah. And that, you know, and it's kind of it's a good. It, yeah, and it's kind of a kinship. And then that and I will tell you that too. That's the other kind of cool thing. If you set up a habit of doing mm -hmm. it, you'll see the same people. Yeah. Though two or three people. And That's there's kind point. of a there's kind of a a fist bump that you give you a mental mm -hmm. fist bump everybody gives each other in the morning when they see each other. Hey, you're doing it too. The nod. Nice to see. Yeah, the nod. Yep. Um, and that's kind of cool. It's very, very empowering. It's motivating for others. Um, but all you gotta do is you gotta start. And people say, Well, I gotta get to work. I gotta, you know, I, I don't have time, I gotta commute. And and my my response to that is, well, then do it when you get to work. Don't take the elevator. Take Don't the stairs. Take the stairs. I mean, how many people are taking the stairs? Bring a pair of shoes. Uh, I remember the when, like, I don't know, when it, I want to say it was uh, early. To, no, it was, it was late 90s or something. That was a soup. The leanest I kind of almost ever been was when I um, worked down in the South Market. and But the headquarters for my uh, division for Bank of America was at the headquarters at 555 California. And it was a good... Oof. Yeah, it was a good fifteen minute walk. Yeah. Like if you had to walk fast, making fifteen minutes, and plus yeah. you had to you know get in an elevator and do over that. And I would do it like multiple times a day. Like, there's multiple meetings. I was terrible at scheduling meetings. I would like, I'd <laughs> scatter them and I'd go back and forth, back and forth. And and I got good at. It. And then I then I started wearing shoes that would allow me to move faster mm -hmm. and more be more comfortable walking. Nice dress shoes. But there were also people that would come to the city and they'd bring tennis shoes. So that they could walk and, and you're not going to, you don't have to build a huge sweat. You don't even have to sweat is just move and, 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 you know, take that break during the day and do it. You can take a break. You can, and, and I will tell you this, there's some people say, well, I can't, you know, because of the commute, I, you know, I got to be in a certain, my desk a certain time. 
you will become a better employee, a better worker, more focused, more productive if you include this in some way in your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So to suggest that the your work is the reason why you're not doing this, and and a, you know, granted, service workers, it's much more difficult. But for desk job desk jockeys, you know, you can find a way. You get breaks. really need it more. Than there anything. are breaks mandated yeah. by law, and instead yeah. of going to break ground sitting down eating those yeah. things go for what you will it will be life-changing for yeah. you um, figure out a way walk home or you know you know take the long way home or whatever it is mm -hmm. um, the long way to the bart station you know more walking included in and then if you can then you know turn it into a jog mm -hmm. it doesn't need to be run i barely run i mean i i, I jog but my pace is slow my dogs stop often if they see other dogs that they like, we always stop and say hello. Like I make an enjoyable one. Usually it, end, it ends up being an hour and 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, but you come back and, and when I get back, um, it is, it's a mood changer, man. I'm literally, I like, I can even be in a shit mood when I start and I come back and I feel like this is going to be a great day. Yeah. So there's also a lot of time to reflect in that time when you're walking. Well, that's absolutely right. So that, and that, and I will say, and a lot of people, a lot of experts say, leave the technology behind. Don't yes. stick your buds in your, yeah. you know, don't do phone calls. I mean, if you, you know, if you've got to, you got to, but yeah. because that's better than not doing it with, you know, but, but take that stuff out of your, take yeah. that technology out of your hands yeah. and just listen to the, listen to nature. Yeah. Um, it's good for you. Get inside your head, plan your day. Um, but that brings me to um, what not to do to be elite. <laughs> <laughs> Because it, it, it became a hot topic this week. And it, it is a and real it, hot and topic. It is some, it's somewhat related because people thought of this guy, um, the liver king, as being elite. And he pre certainly portrayed himself as being elite in a lot of different ways. One, in terms of his... Calling everybody um, subprimals. Yeah. Amazing. His amazing physique. Like, literally, guys, you know, uh, you know obviously, as a bodybuilder, it would be just fantastic. Unsustainable. Well, well, I understand. <laughs> but, 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 like, the guy's got an amazing physique, and he, yeah. and he tans really well, or he uses whatever tanning agent he uses. But the guy, and with his beard, he just looks ferocious, right? Mm -hmm. He epitomizes the um, testosterone-enriched male. Yeah. Raw um, testicles. Jacks. Yeah. And then he, you know, then he does, you know, primal things, right? Yep. Yeah, he eats. Yep. Raw meat, raw liver, which is all got a lot of really good benefits to it. Oh, sure, there there but are there are some benefits to some of this it, stuff. There's huh? a certain limitation that you're going to get out of it, right? But then it was recently disclosed, and he denied, and then oh, he denied oh, hard, denied hard, and then avoided um, questions regarding supplementation, um, steroid supplementation. And I don't think it, he avoided. It. I think he flat out just. I um, heard. Well, I heard a couple of conversations where he would just wouldn't address the the the, the question. Like they would ask the question, hey, he take steroids, and he would just work around it. He goes, yeah. let me tell you what I do do. You know, I eat this, yeah. this. He that's, would, that's, he, yeah, that's true. I, go, I follow the nine nine principles. Yeah, I, he wouldn't say, I yeah. am not taking steroids. Never said no. Yeah. No, but then he did. Well, no, he, he, did, had, he did in a few, yeah. in a few interviews. He, he yeah. did. But, but for the most part, recently, I saw that he just simply would avoid the issue altogether. But anyway, point being that it was discovered yeah. and disclosed. And then he, he subsequently apologized publicly ish um that uh you know he misled his community um that he in fact was taking a inordinately a large amount of steroids quite the investment <laughs> yeah and it was a all part of a um, specific strategy mm -hmm. to build his online presence and then sell his supplemental uh, primal supplements yeah. 
um, which mostly consists of it was a it was desiccated meat products, right? And so that you could, you know, you can ingest the liver and and internal and, and beef organs and those types of things, um, but they're in the dried pill form. Yeah, I didn't realize that he was actually working with um, Paul Saladino. Yeah, Paul Saladino. Yeah, and I was listening to something, and Paul was talking about how he he's regrettable on not pushing a little bit more back as far as like what are you taking come on right because like as a partner it's like you kind of want to be in the know you don't want to be you know but we're talking in terms of supplements this guy's selling tens of millions of dollars supplements yeah which which is really there's a there's a moral thing there when you think about how hard he's selling his supplements and telling people that it's he's only getting this physique through certain yeah I wouldn't do nutritional. it. Nutritional. No. I, could, I couldn't do it. No. I mean, it's just, you know, that, that, that's just. Like I said, it's a moral thing, right? It's a, like, more, it's a moral thing. It's a character issue. That, and, yeah. And it's, you know, and it's sending a message to, you know, to kids and everybody else. Like, it's okay to, to lie um, in order to achieve, you know, a better outcome for yourself. Well, he's getting blasted pretty good out there on the interwebs. I'm pretty sure yeah. the kids are going <laughs> to look up to that one yeah well here, here's the other thing that are really that really pisses me off about it um i like his videos like his workout stuff and mm. and like some of his messaging though i thought it was over the top but the part that really obsessed me about it and i suspected but i don't like to suspect based on appearance mm-hmm. like i i like to, i try to avoid that because through you know for most of my life I started lifting weights at a young age mm-hmm. you know, 15 16 and really started to develop muscularity in my 20s and people would make those accusations of me, like, "Oh, you, oh, you take steroids? Oh, you mm. take steroids?" And it used to just—it it used to really piss me off. Yeah. Um, and now I—I I, I somewhat take it as a compliment, like, "Okay, well, they must think I'm jacked." But it's—but it still—it irks me a little bit because no, I never have, and and I don't think I ever will. Mm-hmm. Um, and unless it was prescribed by a doctor to save my life right? to save your life not <laughs> right. necessarily just to not to enhance not to enhance my life i don't yeah. i don't need it yeah um and my testosterone levels are normal for a 59 year old man mm. and i achieve and 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 i achieve and which is less than what i had when i was 49 and certainly significantly less than 39 29 um and i don't make strength gains i get injuries take a lot longer to heal all of those things and and certainly uh, testosterone supplementation or HGH supplementation would probably make me feel better. Um, though I do, I'm well aware of the consequences of those types of things and the potential side effects and mm-hmm. the, um, that come along with it. And the, and the fact of being tethered to a pharmaceutical company for the rest of my life is not something that I, I, I don't like taking pills um, or drugs. And so the idea of being tethered to a pharmaceutical company for the rest of my life, just like it goes against a lot that, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, so back to my point being that now people assume that if you are jacked, there's another, there's more evidence. Look at Liver King. He said he wasn't taking them either. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the thing that that pissed me off about, you know, the top CrossFit athletes that have been busted Yeah, that said they weren't. Yeah, It's like, no, Wait, you don't me. need to do it. Like, I, it really, I really resent when people immediately make an assumption and especially online you see that instantly we have all the all the crossfit athletes are Mm -hmm. taking someone made a one of those wad memes or 
no, no, and and, and maybe it was one. Maybe I don't know which one it was. Um, made a suggestion that you know distended belly was the result uh, of uh, yeah a side effect or a side effect of, of HGH yeah human growth hormone or um, synthetic growth hormone one of the two and then it was but it was a suggestion that it was like no Olsen um, and it and that really kind of like that that's really frustrating for me it's like these guys work very very hard they train like they have a, they're training at the edge of human performance experience like they're doing things in terms of training that haven't been done before mm -hmm. and um and are achieving results that we've never seen before in terms of work capacity across broad diamond modal domains and to immediately jump to steroid use is really a, uh, an insult to the methodology work, and to the methodology, yeah. to the work, to the work ethic, to the work that these done. It, and that's why when athletes do do it, yeah, it's so crushing to me. It is because it, it's, it really takes away from all of that and it devalues the brand devalues the efforts of the athletes. It, it's an insult to me who has meddled at the CrossFit games uh, when people make those types of assumptions and I've, and I've got like, I, that's why here at Diablo, we have a zero tolerance policy with respect to, to performance enhancing drugs. You, you, you take, you use, you test positive, boom, you're out, you're gone. No and we, questions. You no know, questions. And we strip uh, the wall of uh, yep. any history of you at this facility because yep. there's too many people that have their reputations at risk here. And, uh, um, people that have built a, you know, a career, um, in CrossFit and in Olympic lifting, mm -hmm. um, and even strongman that, that would risk, you know, their reputations being damaged as a result of one person you know, fucking up. But anyway, all the way back to liver King, like it, it really, it's disheartening for me because it's, it just, it fuels the haters. Yeah. And it's, it <sighs> The whole thing with, I mean, CrossFit is still somewhat new, right? I mean, yeah, it's 20 yeah. years old, right? Know, like as far as like the methodologies. Yeah. Um, it's becoming more mainstream. It, it's becoming more mainstream. And even before when it was so early on, the physiques that CrossFit athletes were having and the stuff that CrossFit athletes are doing in, in, the, in the textbook is impossible. Yeah. Right. Like that, the whole old theory of strength and conditioning, you don't do high volume Olympic lifting. You don't combine Olympic lifting with gymnastics. Like that was something that you didn't do. And the fact that we have kind of tapped into a whole new type of human potential, it, it opens up a different physique. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't mean that physique is juicing. It just means that physique is working really fucking hard yeah. doing something that was supposedly done that, that was unsafe or uh not possible that's uh, something that uh um that i that i've said many many times come into crossfit eat healthy and your body will take the shape that god or nature intended exactly like it's and we, have, and, and we haven't seen like crossfit is demonstrating what that physique is mm -hmm. um and and has been for the last 20 yeah. years. And unfortunately, a lot of places where you saw that physique in the past was people that were using performance enhancing drugs. Yep. Like that type of muscular growth. Yep. 
that type of leanness with muscular with muscular growth and or capacities. Oh well, yeah, and then especially the, and then, putting and, in the capacity, and incredible work capacity. Yeah, and that was something that Tony Budding used to used to talk about too. They were you know, in the early days of CrossFit, they were just they were blown away by um, what new boundaries were being broken year after year after year. So. Thanks. For <laughs> no, do, uh, I'll be honest. We we do need to figure out how to do that, and I don't know if it's <laughs> I, I, it's I, not I, switching positions. Like if I if I boom, is that better? Yeah, but see, I was, okay. So now we're oh, yeah, looking at each. Oh, okay, it does look like I look at each other. Right? <laughs> Thanks, Travis. <laughs> All right, good. Thank you, Vindicate. <laughs> well, was it really that fucking easy to do that? <laughs> yeah, I guess it was. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about it until I saw that. I was like, oh, we're, we're learning right. We're learning as we go along. We had enough distractions getting this thing live anyways. <laughs> um, anyway, so it, uh, not a lot, but oh, anyway, yeah. So we did, so back in the day they would, they were just blown away by the, in like how they were pushing the boundaries of performance, but pushing the, per, uh, the boundaries of, um, work, um, uh, daily work capacity, like training volumes and those types of things. It was, it was, it was awesome. Um, and, and it, and I think that problem, the problem with that is, is that as we put, as we break new boundaries in terms of work capacity, um, strength, especially, um, and then physiques and how they look and especially women, mm -hmm. And how the women look, people will instantly jump to they must be taking Speculations. steroids. And assholes like the liver king don't fucking help. Um, so that guy's going on my unfollow list. And uh, it's kind of a, uh, hey, look, Bruce Wayne's here. Yay. <laughs> awesome. Um, so on to the CrossFit Spartan race. Um, it was um, a cool idea. Yes. Hastily planned. I think that was the biggest issue. Well, and it, it was, and I, and I don't know that we can spec. I'll have to talk to um, Katie Hogan or yeah. Dave Castro and see what their thoughts were or, not, or why it happened so fast. Like we, we only found out three weeks ago. Not even three weeks. Yeah, two, I feel like it was like two and yeah, a was, half weeks. Yeah, it was two and a half weeks ago that we found out that we could apply, that we could participate in this thing and, and, and Keep in mind, it was free for everybody, so that's you know that was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then the heat times, which people that do a lot of Spartan races knew that we weren't going to get early heat times. Mm. That we were likely going to have heat times in the afternoon. Was yeah. turns out we got heat times at like four and four thirty. Or my original heat time was at four. We had almost twenty people from Diablo go. So we had, the, which really cool is that we had the largest affiliate representation, awesome. single affiliate representation at the at the Spartan event. Awesome. Um, the bad news was is that it was raining and cold. Like it was forty degrees, raining, and then when they got there, they had to wait about an hour and a half. So by the time they went, they went in the dark. Well, it was you know, the they had the lights, but, no, it, no, no, but the, when the it's dark are, like that, that's even cold. Well, it's just it's cold and it's discouraging. But yeah. they hung in there and they did yeah. it. And they they had a great time. Um, if this is something that CrossFit does in the future, I'm confident. Castro Castro's not an idiot. Yeah. You know, they will get more advanced planning. They'll get more, you know, there'll be a better, there'll be better planning, more advanced planning, earlier heat times. It'll likely cost money. So I think what happened is my feeling is, is that what Spartan had, it was an opportunity um, because they had later heats that were empty mm -hmm. or, you know, lesser filled for this event. Mm -hmm. 
And then they reached, I bet they reached out to CrossFit to, because Dave and the CEO of Spartan are friends, mm-hmm. both Navy SEALs, ex Navy SEALs. And I, I bet he reached out and said, Hey, how'd you guys like to do get this or in get, get involved in it? And then it was hastily put together, but it was, I got, we, we got great reviews from everybody in terms of like, they were, they were really excited that this was happening. We have a lot of people that like to do Spartan and when we did in the CrossFit where they have a lot of people like yep. people like to do Spartan races. Yeah. You and I have done them. Um, we found them to be organized mm-hmm. despite the large number of people's fun, especially with the large number of people's it's crazy, not taxing. No. I mean, unless you do the, the, the longer ones, the beast yeah, ones, the and, super I've done two supers. And yeah. They're, they're, uh, they're good. They're yeah. good. Um, and they, you know, they have some events that are similar to CrossFit. Yeah. Like the DECA. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah the DECA fit thing. That yeah. They I do. saw DECA is also doing one at an affiliate in San Leandro. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's, again, it's, uh, this is a nice marriage if it happens yeah. in terms of providing a really professionally run outlet for CrossFit, the CrossFit community to participate in some sort of competition event that uh, allows them to showcase their, their, their work capacity Yeah, that they've been working on so hard. Um, our people like doing them. And I, and I think it would be very challenging for CrossFit to do this on their own, to create these community events. And I also think in my experience with local events, local events are good, but they're not near the quality and organization no. level of, of Spartan. No. And Spartan gives you the freaking medals. And if you do yeah. multiple ones, the medals come together. They, they do it all right. Like yeah. They get all the badges and levels and everything else. And if they can partner with someone like Spartan, that'd be, I think that'd be tremendous for us. They got the kids stuff. So they're getting the oh, youth yeah, involved. Right. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So they get the one. kids races and everything. So, you know, hats off to, to uh, Dave and, and CrossFit for putting this together. And, mm-hmm. and uh, if you do it again in the future, Give um, us some more time. Give us a little more time. We'll get even more people there. Yeah. I mean, we got we rallied twenty, but there were quite a few CrossFits that yeah. had handfuls of people that went, and so it was a it was a pretty big crowd of CrossFitters that went. So that's cool. Yeah. And I didn't ask though. Apparently, there was going to be muscle ups in it. That Dave wanted muscle ups in it as part of the. Mm-hmm. They had the rings. Oh, they did have rings. They did have the rings. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. All right. So I don't know how that worked, but especially with the rain. Yeah. I, it's, I mean, I think the rain definitely kind of Bruce, fucked a lot of it up. Bruce said it looked miserable. <laughs> so one of our members, Ian, he's a big dude, he's a big strong dude. I saw him yesterday, and he yesterday was Saturday, and then he went on. He had gone on Friday, and he said it was just it was yesterday afternoon. I saw him. He said my feet are just now warming up from yesterday. From yesterday. I mean, standing on. It, that's it, the thing about the the the. The event itself was good, but but well, but it was the miserable. The location it, it of the event, was, right? It was miserable out there. I mean, yes. like you think about the location of the event. Like personally, and I've heard a few other people say about like the um, like the the races that are done in the stadiums. Yes, you're on pavement. Yeah, the whole <laughs> you're time on pavement the whole time. Yeah, and imagine on pavement in the rain. Yeah. the whole time um, yeah. on San Francisco Bay. Yeah, yeah. I think like doing a run out in the mud or something like that would be a little bit different. Oh, yeah. Just, I mean, on your feet alone. Here's a little, here's the other little thing that was a little snafu. It was the, the Oracle park doesn't allow backpacks. It's yeah. Just, it's, it's a, it's that a, was a big backfire. It's, it's, it's an Oracle park thing. It's not a Spartan thing. It was yeah. Oracle park. Cause I've been to baseball games there and they don't yeah. let you bring backpacks. in. It sounded like it was a lot of inconsistency though. Like some yeah. people had backpacks in, some people oh. got told to walk their backpack back to their cars. <laughs> like that's, yeah. 
Yeah, that but sucks. and by the way, in San Francisco, you don't want to leave your backpack no. in your car. Not these days. <laughs> Not these days. <laughs> Not these days. For other reasons we don't need to get into. Yeah, you could watch the news and figure that one yeah. out. Um, and then uh, the only, the, you know, related to that, I want to talk about the open because the open's coming yeah. up and planning ahead. And I had a conversation with a, with a CrossFit affiliate owner uh, this weekend about planning for the open and things to do and judging and all of that. And the, uh, the run, running the open at an affiliate is an affiliate owners. Like it's, it is one of the hardest things you'll do all year long. Yeah. Um, thank God it's three weeks. And yes. I, you know, and, and CrossFit is totally bought into the three weeks. That was thing. one of the better moves they did with this whole change. Oh, the three weeks. And I then mean, going into the, the, the quarters and semifinals for athletes that are able to show more capacity. Yeah. Um, I think that was a oh, yeah. brilliant move. No question. And, uh, you know, <laughs> be, because five weeks like of that was just, it's hard to keep people remember interested. Remember when it was six? I do remember when it was six. <laughs> Just keeping your community involved and and going and participating, yeah. we but we would see the fall off of people participating. Yeah. Um, three weeks lets you get you know the majority of people through it. Yeah. Um. So, it's but easier I, to commit. Yeah. So what I would do now is I would start communicating with your with your with your affiliate community. Start sending out emails. Start posting on your social media. Start mm. posting in your Facebook groups that you have for your community about the open coming, encouraging people to to participate. We look. In terms of, because there are some affiliates that just don't do the open, don't participate in the open. And I would say that's, uh, um, I don't like that. It may be right for your community, it's but I, but kind I think. Of missing the ball, missing the boat. Yeah. Well, so um, I, I think it is important that we support the, the sport of fitness. Mm -hmm. Granted, I understand that sometimes there are conflicts with the sport and with uh, owning an affiliate, but the CrossFit games and the CrossFit open are a unique and distinguishing characteristic of CrossFit itself. No other fitness method methodology has their own sport. Mm -hmm. No other fitness methodology has their own test of what they do. And the CrossFit Games athletes epitomize everything that is happening here in an affiliate. Um, they are the extreme example of what can happen when you crossfit um at the highest level and you can emulate that in your own affiliate on a smaller scale it gives you an opportunity to test your fitness year over year how have you been doing over the year did you do better than last year um so we've got our own test but it again it it distinguishes us from other all other methodologies the other thing that I think is important about the open and CrossFit games is that if I make my community fans of the sport participate in the sport and fans of the sport, it's another hook in them to keep them on board here with my affiliate. Um, and, you know, we, we, we look for ways to keep our members coming, keep them part of CrossFit, keep them part of Diablo CrossFit in this case. And this is one more way that we can do it. And what's cool about the open is it's three weeks of three community events where they're bringing, they're coming together, they're cheering each other on, they bring their family and friends, they watch the, the, the whole thing go down. We do it as Friday night lights that works. But if you want to run it effectively and you want to have a great open with less headaches, start planning now. Yeah. 
start figuring out, are you going to do Friday Night Lights? Are you going to do Saturday Main Event? Are you going to do it? You know, yeah, are you going to open up for Sunday? Are like, you going to do it in class, not in class? Yeah. And we can go into all of those things, and we and we will probably do that over the next, yeah. and I think we should do that yeah, as we'll, part of a topic of discussion we'll, every week. We'll continue on with this, this uh, like you said, this topic, because there's so many different oh aspects of the open that we can, I mean, from what should I do? Should I scale? Should I do the foundation? Yes. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of different options that, you know, as a coach, a lot of people come to me and ask, Hey, what I'm not quite consistent with my double unders. Should I scale this workout? Um, and I think a lot of people just need to realize like, this is a chance for you to test yourself and see where you are in your fitness. Yeah. And then over the next year, how much better can you get? Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it, in my opinion, like this is the CrossFit year end goal, right? Yeah. Like, how are you going to perform when there's a judge judging you, holding to, holding you to standards? Um, so that way you have a real measurable test that you can repeat down the road. Yeah. No question. I, so start your planning now. Um, one of the things to think about, and one of the things I talked about with uh, 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 this affiliate owner was, uh, making sure that they had enough judges and whether or not they should pay their coaches for judging. Um, it was a very good conversation. There's, you know, there's lots of different opinions on it. Um, one of the things that she agreed upon with us, with me is that all, all of our judges, we require anybody that wants to judge on the open that they pass the CrossFit judges certification course. course. Yeah. It's $10. It, most people will bitch about it. I bitch about it. <laughs> and they, they bitch about taking it. And the test can sometimes can be hard. Yeah. But everybody that completes it, to, literally every single person that has that, that bitch about it told me, oh, I'm glad I did that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good source of education too. I mean, right. like we, we go through all of this stuff. We go through continued education, level one, level two, level three, soon to be a level four. Um, but at the same time, for a, an average member that, you know, may not fully understand the reasoning behind some of these standards or like what the actual standards is, this is a perfect chance to actually educate yourself on, you know, what is below parallel? How, like, what are the rules that we have to follow and why we are following these rules? That's right. It's standardized yeah. so we can measure and repeat. And, and those people that take it, it may, helps make them better athletes. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I always say like as a coach, when you coach, if you've never coached and you've been competitive and you figure out how to coach somebody, it's going to make you a better athlete. Yeah. And this is one of those opportunities where you're not coaching, but you're learning this, the, the nuanced aspects of, you know, what's a good rep, what's a bad rep. It's going to make you a better athlete. Yeah. So it's a, uh, I would encourage your members that want to judge and your coaches that want to judge, make sure that they have the judges certif certification course. And that goes to support CrossFit as well. Yeah. Putting $10 in the CrossFit to help CrossFit, you know, continue this sport. Um, I will say that a good way to help encourage and get people to judge or have enough judges during the open is to create incentives for people to judge. And we do that through a, um, through an intramural open where we have, we mm -hmm. pick teams within the gym. We could talk more about that too in future podcasts, but we mm -hmm. pick teams. Um, we don't do a draft um, where we have done a draft, we we did a we We've, we draw the names out had, of the hat. We did, yeah, we did a, a draft via hat. Where, right? So we so we drafted the top people. Yeah, and, and we all know who those are in our gyms. Yeah. And then the rest of the people were picked out of a hat, and yeah. it turned out to be really cool. And then we assigned, that was a really fun year. Right, and we score the points um, for scaled athletes, mm -hmm. for men and women scaled athletes. We do masters. We give points for those 
uh, top performances and then we give top performances just in the general open open category and we, and we also give people points for judging judging yeah and so what that created was this <laughs> oh we had too many judges. we had too many judges which is great um i mean too many is not a problem to have right? it's a good problem um but at the same time along with that like you i was just going to jump back on to the uh the different ways that we scored was also doing it with the community yeah right so it's not you're not doing it by yourself in open gym but showing up to come yeah, show, oh yeah, yeah you get you got points yeah. you got points for showing up yeah. yeah we we created a point program that basically incented what we wanted for our <laughs> what we wanted to have have happen we need lots of judges give points for judging yeah right we need everybody to come to friday night lights give them points for showing yep. up for friday night lights yeah like you you literally craft the point structure like to molding yeah to system. achieve the results that you want within your within your open and it worked great it did it absolutely worked beautifully and then we you know we give team spirit prizes yeah. um or points and and that got out of hand um we did a what was it the purple green machine where they yeah. when they won they got like oh, pa the patches the, the purple rain and the, the green rain. that's right purple rain purple green rain machine. and the green machine yeah yeah and then the ambiguous blue team started to get <laughs> whatever that was. It was like indigo. <laughs> indigo. <laughs> Felt terrible for those guys. I was on that team, by the way. Yeah. And then <laughs> the purple, but the purple team won. They got a patch at the end that, yeah. you know, that declared them as winners. And it was awesome. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. And I still have to, it's been, you know, multiple years since that happened. And I still hear about it. Yeah. Still see the patches too. The purple rain people. <laughs> Anyway, purple people leaders. Yeah. <laughs> there, but anyway, so so start now though. Yeah. Sit down with sit down with your so, your best event so, planner at the at your affiliate. Like your coach that's an event planner or a member that's an event planner, someone that's good at organizing this kind of stuff and and start putting outlining how it's going to go within your affiliate and then start getting the word out. So I was going to ask like if if so for some affiliate out there that's never done this before, if you were to say three things just to simplify the process to get it started, what would you say? A, get it, get somebody to help take the lead on planning it, but yeah. to yeah, find 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 someone that wants to lead the effort. It might be you, mm -hmm. and you know that's that's the way it goes. Yeah. But find fun. but find someone to do it. Um, I think to to make it go easier, I think to decide now when you are going to do it. Mm -hmm. Are you going like to, what day you're yeah friday saturday friday saturday okay. in class yeah like we make, could talk about that one another time too. we can but the, but make that decision now yeah um because that will help you plan and then um and then if and then make i think the other thing is um putting you on the spot here <laughs> i know uh, yeah well you know i'm probably gonna i'm, gonna, I'm just gonna repeat um, oh, you know, I, I, I think the, um, what can help now is, uh, to make it easier and to get more people signed up is start providing information about the games in the open now. Yeah. There's a, t CrossFit has already produced content. They've, They've sent out to the affiliate yeah. owners, the, um, social media posts that you can use mm. information you use. There's some great videos start putting that to your community now as to why they should do the open so that you don't have to spend time the week before the open selling the open. Yeah. 
you and and this is something that I'm going to start leaking to our within our social media is the why you do the open and then and then re, I mean and all this week on on our sugar wad picture of the day it's going to be pictures from the open open yeah so that it starts to kind of make the suggestion as and get people excited about it unfortunately even with our amazing communities we still have to sell these people on doing mm-hmm. stuff and and if you do that now, I think if you start now, by the time you get to the open, everybody's going to be talking about it. Everybody's going to be excited. Everybody's going to want to sign up. Yeah. Um, but it's got to start now. Yeah. You can't try and do it in the last week. You just won't. Don't wait till January. No. Um, and 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 go to the CrossFit Games website. Go to CrossFit Games YouTube. Go to especially their YouTube, and there are just some amazing videos there. Mm-hmm. You know, adaptive athletes, masters <sighs> athletes, yeah, you all of that stuff. Diff- open celebration stuff just in amazing stories share that yeah put that out to your community you'll get them pumped up they'll want to participate it's going to be fun yeah but we'll talk more about that over the next few weeks too just to kind of break down what we're going to do yeah um i think that's that's it for the week yeah that's it good so so we'll uh we'll bring you more on uh on the open as we go along Uh, in the meantime uh, you guys have an awesome week definitely right enjoy cheers